1: Football is back. is in Oakland, Le'Veon's with the Jets, OBJ and Jarvis Landry have teamed up again in Cleveland. One thing that hasn't changed though, where I'm placing my bets this season, MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you gotta do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. That's right. Thanks, Angie. So, you guys know My Bookie. We talk about it on the show all the time. Just like Angie said, this is gonna be one of the best seasons ever on My Bookie. I would only recommend a service to you. That I use myself, that's been good to me. And that's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. My Bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. There are you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. So here's what you do: head on over to mybookie. That's mybookie.ag m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e dot a-g use our promo code chair c-h-a-i-r and you get a hundred percent deposit match from your first deposit up to a thousand dollars that means you put in a hundred dollars my bookie will give you an extra one hundred dollars to gamble with terms and conditions apply bottom line angie tell them
2: bet win get paid
1: that's right well guys it's a new season and we got a new sponsor here on the show so first of all let me just ask remember the days when you were always ready to go you want to increase your performance get that extra confidence back in bed listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know it works You can take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach, since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill, you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you can benefit from extra function, more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through, Blue Chew is prescribed online. Strips straight to your door in discrete package no doctor's visit no waiting at the pharmacy none of that awkwardness it's made in the usa since bluetooth prepares and ships directly it's cheaper than a pharmacy right now i got a special deal for our listeners visit bluetooth.com get your first shipment free when you use our promo code armchair just pay five dollars shipping again that's bluebl B-L-U-E, promo code armchair try it for for free it's the better cheaper faster choice we thank them for sponsoring our podcast all right let's go on to the show that rebel music this that rebel music. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Got my co-host, John Stefanic here. John, before we get started, can I just ask you, do I ever talk too fast to understand what I'm saying on the podcast? Like, honest question.
2: To me, no. Hmm.
1: But you're um, kind of used to it, maybe.
2: I'm used to it, and I'm up here in Yankee land, okay. where they talk faster because so, I get that That's... I
1: get that a lot at work honestly especially like on the phone so I just wonder. If we ever have listeners that have no idea what you I'm need saying. To
2: talk, you need to talk slow for them Houston boys I down know, I there, I need
1: to son. enunciate more clearly. Well, we this is... Enunciate.
2: John, this is a happy episode. We
1: had to bring in one of our happier friends, Wes and Dean, on the call. What's up, Wes? How you so doing, we're, buddy? Wait,
2: we're, we're not allowed to talk about Bianco then, if this is a happy episode. Correct. That's absolutely right.
1: Uh, first of all, Wes, how you doing? Welcome to the show
0: i'm good uh i i do talk too fast but i will try to keep it slow and steady tonight you know yeah just, a, just
1: enunciate there. Wes. that's all that's all we can ask uh but the reason yes. it's a happy episode guys first time since october 2018 old miss they, they won a football game instant reaction thoughts matt luke how many more years should we add to the contract i want to i want to get your reactions to the arkansas game
2: you
0: want to go first, Wes? Yeah, sure. Um, yes,
1: first. Were you there, Wes? Did you go to the I, game?
0: Yeah, I was there. Apparently, my tent that my parents are at now is right by the one that Paul is. But I saw I saw Zach Branson, but I did run into Paul. But it was really hot. But, I mean, the game was – it was fine. I, I think the defense – you know, the defense already played pretty well at Memphis. I, I think they played a little bit better um, this past weekend. And also the offensive line played a little bit better. I looked at some of the PFF grades from the game, and obviously I think uh, Eli Johnson and – oh, I can't remember the other the other offensive line I mean, that royally sucks. Um, they haven't gotten much better. Oh, who, but Michael, I mean, Michael Howard song. or somebody else? No, well, so Michael Howard improved his score. He graded out at an 82 this week. Hmm.
1: Seems hard to uh, believe, but yeah, Eli Johnson. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, Wes, before we hear John's reaction, I just want to say, did they really play better, or is Arkansas just m- that much worse than Memphis? I mean, I think that's a fair hypothesis right. as well.
0: Yes, yeah, yes. What the Cal game gets pretty interesting because I feel like Cal is going to win pretty easily, but I want to see if we can actually compete and you know see what happens. I mean, I feel like that's going to be. A real gauge of where we are. Well, yeah, they just beat
1: Washington. But all right, John, I want to I want to get your reaction right off the bat. Uh, I know you said you said that Luke did okay this week, right? Luke gets a pass for one week.
2: I think it was overall a very positive game. You know, yeah, I'll even start off a little bit broader. If you look at last year, they played their best game in Houston against Texas Tech. And they never seem to improve. Where they've already demonstrated improvement this year. It played broker at left tackle. So okay, here's a here's a kid. There's some talent to go there. Um, Corral looked more settled. They uh, the defense looked from a schematic standpoint pretty sound two weeks in a row. McIntyre's clearly had an impact in, from that perspective. They look like they actually have a real scheme and a you know an established coach on that side of the ball. Uh, Rich Rod made some adjustments. there's still work to do there but um, and Luke didn't look as lost on the sideline for you know I don't know what exactly how to pinpoint why, why I feel that way but overall pretty good. I, I will say this it definitely it, it's funny how the outlook changes because now you look at it and say, okay, they've got a win against Seelaw. that's two and two or that's two and one. They've got Cal here in two weeks. that's a big swing game they beat Washington I still think Cal is a very legitimate opportunity to win and then you have what is it is it Alabama and then Vanderbilt at home is that right yeah I believe that's right there's a path I mean there's a viable path and and they have all the and all the winnable games at home they can get to 4 and 2 New Mexico is in the back end of the schedule there's five and then go catch somebody on a day I don't know I th- I, I saw a team that you know what a&M got their ass kicked by Clemson. I'm sure we'll go through that. Um, Auburn appeared to sweep, sleepwalk against Tulane. Uh, they're not beating LSU or Alabama. State, I don't think there's anything special there, especially Egg Bowl at home. Uh, Mizzou bounced back, but that might be more an indictment of West Virginia. I mean, there's a when, when coaches bail kind of what feels like unnecessarily, kind of like Jimbo did with FSU and then, Holgerson did with West Virginia. That's that's a red flag for the teams more fucked up than it appears on the surface. Yeah, you're, you're seeing that play we're, out. We're, until we're seeing was. that with Brown. I mean, Neil Brown's not that bad. I got skull drug in Missouri. Maybe Missouri, maybe, although on the road with the young team's tough. I don't know. I can now build a path to where I say, you know what, for two weeks, let me let me go see him play Cal. And let's see if they can go win a game. And then you can start having a say, you know what? They could win five or six games.
1: Yeah, I think, I think they got to get, like Wes was saying before, that Cal game is a huge test. Like you said, John, it's a swing game. But you get through that and you're 3-1 and one going to play Bama. I think that's that's when you can start actually talking about a path to a bowl game maybe. Um,
0: it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know. Wes, are you going to say something? Uh. I want to say for the Bama game, you should play, you should have pretty much both sides of the ball. You start every single freshman you sign. Fully agree. Well,
2: yeah, fully agree.
0: Because the game doesn't matter.
2: I want the dolphin. I would want the Dolphins tank job on Sunday to look like an effort compared to what Ole Miss does in Tuscaloosa. That would be my objective for that game.
1: Yeah, if you lose anybody that could actually contribute in that game, you're just like a complete idiot. Um, I, that's a good point. Interesting development that reminded me of was, uh, very early in the Arkansas game, Muhammad Sanogo, one of kind of the faces of the defense coming into this year, uh, goes down with an ankle injury. He's had surgery now. He's going to be out for like 10 weeks or something. Um, you definitely think that that could be the start of a really bad night on defense, but it didn't really seem to phase them. And again, I'm really not ready to say that this defense they're definitely better, more disciplined. They line up right. I like that they blitz sometimes. Very rarely did you see any sort of an effective blitz last couple of seasons under McGriff. But two weeks in a row, they've been bailed out by bad quarterbacks on open receivers, stuff like that. And I don't know. I just, I'm just i going to have to watch Arkansas. I think Starkle might be a little bit better than Hicks, but I was super unimpressed with Hicks for a grad transfer, somebody that's played in that same system. If I was an Arkansas fan... I think I'm starting to question uh, kind of the, the Chad Morris install because that was the 14th game with his offense, and it just looked like it could have easily been the second game. You know, like Rich Rodriguez looks better in his second game and in his offense than Chad Morris in, in game 14 with a grad transfer that played in the system and set records at SMU. To me, I'm, I'm getting worried about that. Um, that was pretty rough. That was a, it was a pretty rough day for Arkansas. I just don't think we can gloss over that.
0: Well, the thing, too, I'm not excusing Rich Rod from the Memphis game by any means, but at the same time, it's like I feel that because the offensive line was so bad because a lot of times they didn't know when Memphis ran a stunt or something, how to block it. They didn't know what the hell was going on, so Rich Rod could only call so much because he would try to call maybe a more complex play, and they wouldn't know what, what the hell to do. I mean, now maybe that's changed some in game two, and hopefully you can hope, I guess, that progresses and gets better, um, you know, as the season goes on. But yeah, and
1: I, I think we, we saw, you mentioned Matt Corral playing better. I think he kind of lived up a little bit to the hype that he's received from coaches and Ole Miss fans being optimistic. He is is a very dynamic player. Um, I, I think he, he gambles like Bo Wallace did a little bit. He will have turnovers, but... He made some really impressive plays. He did some some cool things with his legs to get outside the pocket and throw on the run. Threw some really good balls, and then I was I was super impressed with that long Elijah Moore touchdown, um, and, and also the you know like the two yard Elijah Moore touchdown. He 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 caught the ball when he needed to to, to convert that touchdown in the first quarter. Um, I I think Ole Miss might have more weapons than uh, a lot of people gave them credit for coming in. But there are still guys that that need to step up, like Jonathan Mingo. Um, I think Cooley is still kind of um, a wild card. You know, he makes big plays, but then, you know, that unlucky fumble recovery for a touchdown that Arkansas got, or you could say maybe the ref should have blown the whistle – um because
0: uh, uh, i mean that was kind of feel like it was kind of corral's fault too because i don't think Cooley's it was a bad expected...
1: pitch right uh-huh. yeah
0: because i didn't think he was going to pitch it either and then all of a sudden he did that and from the what seats
1: that's like, uh, that's that's three out of that's three out of or two out of three years i should say against arkansas that Cooley's had a ball stripped for a touchdown right because remember that happened two years ago as well this is pretty funny um but it, that that was a yeah. huge moment for this team i feel like when Arkansas gets a fluke touchdown to bring the game within one score in the fourth quarter, and they just go out and score two more, and it's not really a big deal. I mean, they came back, and Elijah Moore had that 60, 70-yard touchdown on the next drive. They didn't let it get to them, uh, you know, different year, different team. And a lot of times it hasn't felt that way in the recent history with Arkansas. So a lot of good signs in the game for sure, Uh, but we're not going to really learn that much more about the team until – 11 a.m., uh, you know, for that cow game in two weeks.
0: I will say uh, Luke Knox, he graded out in the maybe like in the upper 60s, 70s, early seven, like mid seven, early 70s. But he played pretty well, too, Dawson's little brother. And Willie Hibbler had a decent game.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I like Willie Hibbler. Ever since last year, he made one of the biggest plays in the Arkansas game. They got all missed the win. I think he gets um, – kind of undeserving criticism at times. I mean he's a converted tight end playing linebacker. I think he does better than people give him credit for. But uh Wes, I do want to hear what the in-game atmosphere was like. What what was the, the attitude in the grove? It seemed like the stadium was like fairly energetic from watching on TV at least.
0: Yeah, well I mean I felt like that game was kind of the the fan base was kind of like, okay, well you need to win tonight or we're probably gonna start stop coming to games and show it like show us improvement from week one to week two. Uh, so we can hopefully try to start to buy in somewhat. And, he, I mean, they got the win, and he did that. I mean, so everybody, uh, I feel like, walked away, at least taking a collective breath, I guess. But I do hate the stupid party decks, those Grove Tents. I was going to ask uh, if you
1: made it over to one of the, uh, the vaunted i was
0: sitting i was sitting in section g like on the home side and i could see them well enough from where we were, we were sitting close enough to the new student section and they i mean it's just like somebody put some fucking grove tents like up on the up on the, the the end zone up there and they're just having like i guess they have some tvs hanging up in them and it, it's just it looks really yeah shitty. but what
1: they have they have charging stations come on don't don't uh, undersell the party decks <laughs>
0: Okay, well, hopefully when we get a real chancellor and a real AD, the real AD can uh, actually get some real infrastructure built there and improve. Yeah, I mean, whenever, Not just whenever that happens.
1: I, I think your assumption that we're going to have a real chancellor and a real AD ever is, uh, is kind of bold, Wes, but okay. Yeah,
0: that's, that's probably, I'm probably thinking too much out of the box there. Uh, I probably should tone it down a bit.
1: Yeah, don't, uh, don't, but, don't, uh, don't get ahead of yourself.
0: I read it down on my, on my lunch break. Apparently, uh, Robbins is Robbie Robbins at Arizona as a finalist. Uh, one of the one of the three finalists for the chancellor's gig. So we'll see. We'll watch Ole Miss screw it up. But
1: and who are the other uh, two finalists? Let's give us the uh, scoop for Mississippi. He, he
0: didn't. He, he didn't say. Uh, he just said Robbins was uh, one of three finalists for the gig for the chancellor's position in a post. What
1: about that that businessman? Then there's somebody went on the Rebel Grove podcast and campaigned to be chancellor, uh, oh, right? Oh,
0: so I. <laughs> Okay, so uh, that guy is actually business partner with Paul Katool's uncles at Venture Technologies in in, uh, in the Jackson area.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I I doubt he is uh, one of the candidates. At least from what may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe is Chip Paul Pickering Paul a Paul serious is. candidate? Do what? Is Chip Pickering a serious candidate? Yeah, I think he is. No shit, I think he is. I think he's a chancellor.
2: I am yeah. saying that from 30,000 feet but that just feels like who they're going to name. That is that is rough. Did, that, did any of good. you guys uh I didn't it sounds like the uh September 5th uh student body alumni uh chancellor dialogue with the committee was big old good old boy festival. We need some sim, keep our symbols the, and uh, our truth in. listening, listening festival. Well, I,
1: I didn't watch but I did see Godfrey Essentially, say that, and the people that responded to him were claiming that he was wrong. But I have no idea either way. I mean, I don't know how little you value my own time, John. But I don't have time to be watching that bullshit. I'm just gonna say this: this whole thing is is so stupid. I, the you'd whole have committee.
2: To, you'd have to give me at least a thousand bucks an hour to screw with watching that stuff.
1: Well, I'm not gonna <laughs> misrepresent my rate that that
2: large, but you know,
1: give me a couple hundred at least. Uh, and I'm going to have to you know, tell my employer that I'm taking that day off or something. But just come on. This, this whole thing is such a joke. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say at the listening session. It doesn't matter what people say online. I mean, we know how the IHL operates. And that is, as a black box, they're going to pick who they want to pick. We're going to have to live with it. It's always been that way. And that's the way it's going to be until something changes. Nothing's going
0: to change. But I don't know. It'll be because okay, so Robbins is one can one of the three, and then Chip Pickering is the other. So I guess the question begs, who is mysterious number three? Um I feel like it'd probably be uh Glenn Boyce, maybe. Maybe. But maybe. That's, that's the a long that's the shot. guy
1: that uh that went to church with me and Wes growing up. Who's he was, he was the, the president of the IHL or something, right?
0: Uh I don't think he's the president, but he's a board member and he's on the Chancellor Search Committee and both his daughters are er, Maybe he has two daughters, or at least has, one. Yes, he has two daughters. Yeah. Um, no, he
1: was. He was the. He was the, He's the commissioner of the IHL. Okay. Okay. Um I, think, I know he was.
0: He was the. He was the president of Holmes Community College too.
1: Mm-hmm. He was appointed um, uh, commissioner of higher education. I don't know what date this is. It's not dated, but uh, yeah, at, at some point in, in the last couple of years. Um, but I, I don't really know what the commissioner does. It's like he retired and. February of last year. I I don't know. Yeah yeah. So he was the commissioner. He retired in February 2018. That's all I know. I guess he's still on the board. I have no idea. Like I say, it's a black box. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, both his daughters went to Ole Miss too. I think at least one of them did. Hmm. I don't know about the other one, but one of them. Uh, I think one of them is actually my age.
1: Right. Correct. I think her name
0: was like uh, Mulane Melanie or something. Well, we don't have to Mel- get into their
1: name. Don't dox his daughters on a. Uh, on the podcast. This is this is Wesson's classic bit, John. He always comes on here and wants to burn all his sources and talk about everybody's kids' names and
2: stuff. Yeah, but they love the talk. That's why the state hired him.
1: Who is Robert C. Robbins, UA president? That's who you're saying is one of the three finalists, Wesson?
0: According to Parham's post, yes.
1: So what is his uh yeah, he sourced that. I'm not keeping up with it, so apologies to uh whatever premium site we're stealing this from. We're gonna get Neil in our uh, in our tweet mentions.
2: And if anybody complains, all we got to do is get on Twitter and find somebody that bummed before us, and we cite that source. Blah blah blah. So
1: yeah, well, that's like what Bucky Perkins tweeted that video of Richrod talking about sticking his thumb up people's buttholes or whatever, and uh, Neil got all <laughs> mad at him.
0: Oh, man, that's, that's classic. classic.
1: Um, so Neil what is this? Okay, what? all right. Don't be rude to our colleagues on the Old Miss beat, other very serious reporters of Old Miss news. Uh, we're what, on the beat now. Yeah, exactly. This is our full-time job, John. Well,
2: I disavow from the beat. Uh, Some people podcast are on the beat. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, none of us are on the beat. We none of us only even live in Mississippi, so we have to have Wes on the show because we're so far removed from all of this. Uh, that's why we need, you're our Mississippi source, Wes, inside state government. I guess we have several sources in state government technically. We don't have to get into that um is is this guy associated with old miss somehow west who's robert c robbins what's his background
0: uh so i think he went to Millsaps undergrad but then he went to old miss medical school in jackson but he's from laurel
1: okay so why would he leave uh, arizona to come to old miss what's arizona's endowment
0: uh i'm not sure i know from i'm pretty sure that I look online, and he is making 800000 at at uh, Arizona right now. Uh, if he came here, he'd be making around 600000 pending a, a pay raise. Hmm,
1: and yeah, Arizona's endowment is bigger than Ole Miss's. So I don't know why you would leave that job, unless he was, you know, on the way out anyway. How do you, maybe. How do
2: you get that number, Wes, that number? I just Googled it. I, I Googled
0: Ole Miss chancellor salary. Hmm. There you yeah.
2: go. And is is, is yeah. it a fixed rate or is it vary depending on?
0: Uh, I mean, it depends on when the legislature passes or whoever passes a rate. Arizona
2: has $848 million endowment. Ole Miss is about $500 million. Arizona has 44,000 students. So if you mm-hmm. want to, depending on how you want to look at this. Ole I mean, Miss has $715 is,
1: well, million dollar endowment, according, according,
0: Ole Miss according, is at seven fifteen? million? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. According to Parham, though. It's at it an all-time high. Go ahead. Apparently, Roberts wants the job, and he is willing to take a pay cut if necessary. Weird. I,
1: I guess because he's from Mississippi is the thinking.
0: He, yeah, I mean, he apparently really, really wants the job. Honestly, I'm a little uh, shocked
1: that, that Ole Miss's endowment is as high as it is, John, because it's only, I mean, Alabama is only 885, uh, LSU 845, Ole Miss 715. I mean, that's that's...
2: If you it's, look at endowment per student, which you gotta you know, there's fixed and variable. It's not the best way of looking at it, but true. That's that's actually a pretty decent stat for the motherfuckers. Yeah, it's pretty good. I uh, just don't that look tobacco, at tobacco tobacco money's beautiful. We love yeah. tobacco money.
1: Just don't look at that seventy eight percent acceptance rate. Hey,
2: who's gonna get the jewel lawsuit? Which state? Are we working on that? Oh you West, Hope. can you keep, keep can you ask some questions, Wes? Can you push that? At, you,
0: know, you would hope Mississippi is in lawsuit. line for
1: the Jewel lawsuit. Yeah, I would hope. What
0: is the Jewel lawsuit? Can you can – you, The, uh, the, the sure.
1: J-U-U-L. The, right. You know, just like the tobacco lawsuit. Well, kids have their lungs collapsing and stuff. It's like yeah, a, it's there's like, like mysterious
2: thing. lung deaths now, Wes. Like there's it's oh. tobacco 2.0. I mean, just like
1: Mississippi built its rainy Day Fund in the 90s out of Dickie Scruggs and the lawsuit, I would hope we're on this one again
2: i think they should reinstate dickie scruggs on a special one-time assignment to let him go chase well this. he's a
1: little busy on twitter john he has to he has to go reply to people that are being mean to the mayor of oxford no,
2: I'm not. well he's defending uh tannahill I, I don't follow him on
1: twitter yeah well i don't follow him either but one time i tweeted something when bedwell was in a fight with Tannehill, and he replied to us and was like oh i'm on Tannehill's side He's a it's just he's a strange dude you hear some weird things uh when you live in Jackson, about about all those all those guys, interesting. They're interesting people. They're characters. They love old,
2: They love Ole Miss.
1: That's true. Absolutely. I I'm still sad for him that they took his name off the uh the band building.
0: What I'm frustrated about is Tannehill's husband's a big Clemson fan, so he automatically really? sucks. And I've never even met the guy.
1: <clears throat> I didn't know there yeah. were big Clemson. I guess not. They're so good. Is he is he from South Carolina or is he like a bandwagoner? do you know? Uh,
0: Uh, well, because I'm not going to look into that. I'm just going to assume the worst and that he is. And, uh, so.
1: Wait, it would be worse that he is a bandwagoner. Yeah, interesting. Well, we're way off in the weeds now. What other observations do you guys have from Saturday's game before we move into the rest of the SEC games last weekend?
2: Uh, just to reinforce what you said, Justin, I thought the Elijah Moore touchdown drive after the whole, after the stupid lateral, et cetera, was really a positive step for this team from a mental toughness maturity standpoint. I mean, that's the big, you know, they they responded. I don't care how bad Arkansas is, just going through the act of responding is is a good sign. And that kind of contributes further to the point that hey, you know, let's go through the Cow game and see where this could end up.
0: I thought the running backs played well too. All three of them
2: yeah,
1: for sure. And I, I, I wonder, I mean, I'm just really interested in the major differences between, like, why was the offense so bad at Memphis? I think Corral played poorly. Um, you know, their defense was, was pretty fired up, but far from the best defense we'll play this season. But it was just like night and day. I mean, in that game, the Scotty Phillips, Ely, they had no space to run. I think Rich Rodriguez made some adjustments. I would just be interested in how much we really changed. Um, I, I sent a screenshot, uh, I thought it was hilarious on the Scotty Phillips, like one yard touchdown run, Arkansas had 10 people lined up to the left of the right guard and one person over the right tackle. And they just ran right. It was just, it was just laughably poor execution. Like they just ran right and blocked that one guy and it was the easiest touchdown in Phillips's life. So I don't know. I, I think the Cal game is going to be an awesome test. Because if Corral can look halfway decent against a, a defense with a pulse, I'll be interested. It, speaking of Cal, did you guys watch the Washington game? Because I really don't know what went down in that game.
0: I did not because it, it it got rained out, so it didn't. It then they 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 put it on rain delay, and then it didn't get started till like twelve thirty one in the morning. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. It was a, it was a packed twelve after dark game. So this, we got a twenty yeah. a twenty to nineteen final. That's exciting.
0: Yeah, so I know one of Cal's best players. Now I, I know for I watched the highlights, and the the Cal QB is pretty meh. Um But well, they're I a defensive team,
1: right? I've heard they're a defensive
0: team. Yeah, they're a defensive team, and they have they have like a, uh, at least one really good running back. They might have two, but they definitely they will not win with the quarterback like throwing it downfield. I mean, they're going to have to defense is going to have to create some turnovers and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Take care of the um, football. That that's gonna be, that's gonna be a fun game. I'm. It may be. We'll see. Maybe it'll be a terrible game. But I'm, I'm interested to see them play defense with a defense at
0: the polls. It it yeah. It'll come down to if the offensive line uh like keeps getting a little bit better and doesn't royally suck.
1: Yeah, uh, if they can improve every week. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Talked about the defense. Talked about the injury. Oh, one thing on that Sonogo injury uh it does seem like he's going to be able to redshirt if he's out for 10 weeks so that's kind of a silver lining i guess because he's a he's a true sophomore right now so gonna get an extra year of eligibility potentially from this injury um like they did last year with jalen jones so i mean i guess that's a good thing and they we'll we'll see if they miss him more in other games but i i thought they played a lot of 3-4 as well um which is interesting they were in that 3-4 base and uh, I was impressed with some of those guys. We'll see, like, the you know, the, the stand-up linebackers. We'll see if other teams can exploit that with the, you know, the running backs and the tight ends matched up against guys like Kadir Shepard. And, and I'm sure they will try it, but they looked good yeah, against well, Arkansas.
0: Jaquez Jones is pretty good, too. I mean, he, he I think he ended up leading the team in tackles, or was up there. But I mean, Right, he played, after
1: coming in for Sanogo, right, yeah.
0: Yeah, he was at three-star at Tuscaloosa from a year or two ago. But, I mean, like, he last year usually graded out fairly well game after like he was one of the few like bright spots grade wise
1: yeah and then um, i'm
0: BFF from last year yeah
1: i said sanogio was a true sophomore he's actually a true junior that was my bad i forgot he was he's one year older than than Jones. is a true sophomore mm. um interesting all right well john any other thoughts from the uh the old miss arkansas game wacky That's rivalry like-
2: I think we pretty much covered it.
1: Yeah, I think so. So, obviously, two big games this past weekend that everybody was paying attention to. LSU at Texas was the nightcap, and then John mentioned A&M at Clemson. Uh, let's start with that game. I mean, for someone like me that firmly believes in Clemson's ability to repeat as national champions this year, I think I saw exactly what I was expecting to see. I think we all kind of knew that a And M, you know, them they were gonna. Did they end up covering? They came close to covering. I know, but it was never really in doubt for Clemson.
2: A And M covered on a fourth and a fourth down TD with like ten seconds left.
1: That is a coach that gambles right there. That's a, that a scumbag. Congrats, congrats, cover. congrats to Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: No, I honestly think though, with the Clemson game, I kind of feel like. Dexter Lawrence, the, their QB, is, Trevor. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is is good. I mean, he's okay, but he's not just. I mean, I guess he's like a really good athlete.
1: Disagree. I think he's extru- I think he's the best college player right now.
0: I, I I just like last year. I mean, I last year's national title game, he got bailed out big time uh, by the by his wide receivers because like some of his throws were kind of underthrown. And he's also Chief He's also a State true freshman last year
1: pledges. playing against Alabama.
0: Did how many did he play? Did he play well against? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch like the whole entire game. I, I, I didn't, didn't either. I was
1: played. I was watching early on when it was close, and I, I thought he made some impressive plays. We'll, we'll see throughout the season how he does. Um, you know, obviously he has a that, great supporting cast.
0: No, that's what I mean. I mean, like I'll tell you, probably the best player on that offense though is that running back that Clemson has,
1: Eddie N. Yeah, 18. yeah, Eddie N. And yeah, then, he's on. He's on my uh, my my SEC fantasy or my college fantasy team. I should say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess obviously because Clemson has really good wide receivers. I mean, I'm sure Lawrence can throw some off kilter stuff, and then they'll just go up and make unbelievable plays and catch him. I remember. I think Table uh, was telling me that at one. I guess it was early in the season that he was. He, he had sent me like some Trevor. Maybe he sent. I don't know. He sent me some uh, Trevor Lawrence stats, and they were less than uh, impressive. But um, that that running back for Clemson though is damn good um, i do think
2: yeah. west that lawrence is more talent than he is actual execute the game at this point but he's a true sophomore i think by the time it's all said and done he'll get to that point yeah yeah,
0: so. yeah you're probably right you're probably right now i don't know if he'll be as good as sean watson well
1: I, I mean i Wes, i mean to back up what you're saying he has he has two tds to three interceptions so i mean yeah so far it's been rough but he's i mean uh who did who they play in that first game. Don't remember. Nobody nobody important. I probably wasn't too keyed up for it. They played A and D George attack. Decent defense. Yeah. I mean, I stats aren't great right now, but I still think he's a very good player. And I, I think he's in the running for the Heisman. Um we will see. I mean it's early. We will see. If it's not him, I mean maybe maybe ETN. Uh what about what about the LSU quarterback for Heisman? <laughs> I mean, he's playing got- well. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I'll...
1: Tua is going to be in the conversation, obviously. Who's, uh, yeah. who's the Alabama running back this year? Is it Najee Harris? This
0: sounds right. Yeah, I think so. I think so.
1: Yeah. He's the type of name that you've heard for a couple of years, and now finally it's his turn on the depth chart or whatever. Um, So, I mean, yeah, that's the other game. LSU went into Texas. Much closer game than Clemson A&M, but still LSU pulled away in the end. I gotta say, watching on TV, and I'm paying more attention now than I have in years past because there there are a lot of Texas fans here. Texas's stadium looks like an absolute dump on TV. Uh, and then after the game, it comes out that LSU didn't even have air conditioning in their locker rooms. I just I think it's pretty embarrassing for a school that's as ostensibly proud as Texas that that's their state. I mean, look at A and M Stadium; it's it's night and day. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I was uh, pretty unimpressed with that.
0: Oh, I agree. Um, I, I totally agree. It's historic,
1: I, right? It's like a it's like an old school big stadium, but still, it just it doesn't look good on TV. I, I can't imagine it, it's that nice it, in person.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of LSU alumni and fans in Houston too. I think. Yeah, that, no, I that's think,
1: true. It's a big LSU town. Bregman jerseys are everywhere here. I mean, we're basically a Bayou city down here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know LSU. Maybe not as much anymore, but LSU used to recruit really heavily out of Houston. But I don't know. I feel like that's changed somewhat because you know LSU started recruiting nationally this year, which is better for Ole Miss's case because Ole Miss can go in and get some pretty like some really good talent from in-state Louisiana. Because LSU will be like Bama and Georgia; they're just like you know signing guys from like DC and Arizona mm-hmm. and like out west California, and stuff too. California, yeah, California, yeah. Um, when they have they have elite talent in in Louisiana, so I guess yeah, that I bodes well for.
1: I wasn't really watching that game too closely. I would flip over during commercial breaks or at halftime or whatever. Um, well, Let me look up. I want to look up some of uh, his, his. Joe I Burrow. Thought both, the guy, I thought right?
2: both teams... I thought LSU looked good. I thought Texas looked decent. Looked better than I thought. Well, they people would like too. their
1: quarterback too, Ellinger. People are big fans of that.
2: I think he's good. I don't think he's as great as everybody hypes him out to be. But I look at LSU and say, now, Alabama's been their nightmare team. But mm-hmm. they've got a – can they get in the playoff at 11-1? and one? I think so. I don't if know why had,
1: not. If if Georgia can do it, I don't know why LSU couldn't
2: do it. Because you exactly. would have beaten Auburn. You would have beaten A&M. You would have beaten uh, – who else? They have Florida. Boy, they-
1: Don't they play Georgia every year? No, that's Auburn. Wait, who's LSU's cross division rival? Florida.
2: Florida. Right. They're going to get get one of the better cross divisions, and then they get uh, and then beating Texas on the road. I think Texas probably. Yeah, that's
1: a big quality win for sure.
2: Texas looks like a ten win team. I don't know if they're better than Oklahoma, but they're respectable. They went into Austin. That should be a good game.
0: If uh, if Ole Miss just had like a competent, a better O line, I would say that Ole Miss actually. Would have an kind of eh chance against LSU because, I mean,
2: well, Wes, Wes, that's stupid.
1: Yeah, that's pretty bad.
0: Well, I'm not saying this year. I'm just saying hypothetically, like. If
1: not because, this year, what year? I mean, other Hypothetically, we could. Yeah. LSU might if not you exist had
0: then. To, if you had two, let me finish. If you had LSU, if you had Ole Misses 2012. Offensive line, you would have a shot to keep it close.
1: yeah I mean you're just you're just assuming like how could Ole Miss get in a shootout with LSU? Because I don't think Ole Miss's defense is going to stop LSU's
2: off Hey Wes, if Eli Manning had Deuce McAllister, what would that have looked like? You know, would have been something. Been
1: and something. Patrick Willis? Um, I don't know, man. Well, yeah. So Joe Burrow's stats at least are much more impressive than Trevor Lawrence's: 749 yards, nine TDs to one interception, got a 92.1 QB rating uh i uh yeah i think lsu is for real i think a lot of people have come to that conclusion now but
0: that I was a big saying, one I, I wasn't impressed though overall like i feel like lsu's defense should have allowed less points
1: yeah i don't know let Ole miss go that, into that's, austin
0: that's and what see how many points i was the they whole tangent i was getting on like, it, only if Ole miss had a better o-line
1: well we'll see we'll get there's to, no the, chance the good news Wes, is that uh as old miss fans we get to play lsu every year my question is where is the old miss lsu game I, i'm not sure it is in Baton, it Rouge Baton Rouge this year. Yeah, that's, yeah, come on, Wes. Be real. Come on.
0: I mean, I would not say that we're going to win. We're probably going to get our asses kicked again, Probably. Obviously. I'm I think, just I saying. Think, I think for sure we're going to get our asses kicked just wasn't impressive to me november 16th i was was not on the record saying that ole miss is going to be i I would hope not i would hope
1: not going on the record there after two games i feel
0: like for sure guaranteed blowout losses by at least 30 points or more alabama lsu and definitely auburn because all three defensive fronts are very good and i would i would actually say right now auburn's defensive front until the two lane game looked better than LSU's. How much? They have, how they have how much Brown.
1: better is Auburn's offensive front than it was? La- defensive front than it was last year.
0: I thought they had a what was that All American Derek Brown. Yeah, but they, they were pretty they good last year a too. Junior? And
1: and still, I feel like they the Ole Miss kept it close to them because Auburn is is so woefully inept on offense. But we'll see.
0: Well, I mean, I thought they looked Auburn looked pretty good uh, for the most part in the Oregon game.
1: Mm, not the parts I watched, but I, I didn't watch the second half. That's true. I don't know. Because, I mean,
0: like, they uh, – And I think Auburn's, Bo
1: Nix Bo will get better for sure. So, you're yeah, right. They could be a lot play. better by the time Ole Miss plays them. But we'll see. I agree. Auburn has a very strong defense, just like they have for the past several years, which is very funny.
0: I, I mean, to be fair, last year, you know, even though we drove down, like, there was a lot of plays where Auburn's defensive front just completely bitch slapped Ole Mrs. O-line. I mean, it wasn't even like they'd be in the backfield once the ball was hiked to Tamu. I mean mm. – yeah,
1: we're going to see. Matt, Matt Corral needs to get better at – or he he is good. He needs to stay good at, at throwing on the run out of the pocket. He's going to be running a lot against the SEC West teams. Other than Arkansas, is Arkansas going to go 0-8 in the league? Do we all agree on that?
2: Yeah, that's likely.
1: Unless they beat Vandy. Right, that's yeah, that's a swing game for them to not go zero and eight for sure. We
2: covered LSU, Texas. Yeah, we hit uh, the big games. Uh, I've got the top oh, ten lined up. Uh, Michigan has to go double overtime I was about to beat to say, Army. We got to talk about
1: that. That was the shining star of the eleven a.m. slot this week. How great was that game? I think we were all enjoying cool. that one. That was a good game. Was that game
0: on in the Grove?
1: West were people were people enjoying that one in the Grove?
0: Yeah, and it really was funny when uh, they took Shay out. And everybody cheered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that was really funny. Um, in, in retrospect, that clearly should have been the lock of the week.
0: I was beating myself up for that one. I, I mean, the thing is, like, Wisconsin, they're playing Wisconsin next, and Wisconsin has, like, a really good – I'm not saying – I don't know if I doubt their championship caliber, but, I mean, they're, I feel like Wisconsin has a 9- or 10-win team. You know, they're going to have a really good defense, defense and a defensive front. I mean, I feel like they could easily, like, you know, make Shea their bitch. Yeah, I mean, I thought
1: I thought Michigan looked like just absolute dog shit across the board. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see how they play the rest of the way. They got super lucky to not lose, just like FSU got lucky to not lose in overtime to uh, UL Monroe. Oh, here's the here's the game we got to talk about, though, guys. Tennessee zero and two on the year. BYU wins in overtime. Did you see the play that BYU won on? It was so sad.
2: It okay. Took Forty yeah, seconds so, for that pile to move. It
1: was so sad. That's just that's the <laughs> that's the visual of your team just not just completely giving up
0: in game two and just being like, oh, guys. So one thing I will say that they that I hope they keep up doing at the games is during TV timeouts they will play other games on the jumbotron, right. like on ESPN. So they played the in the the Tennessee game. Yeah, they showed it TV on TV. China.
1: I think they, they showed the crowd cheering and said that was them watching the, the Tennessee game, which is pretty funny. I mean, that's it's yeah, I, I like that, too. Why not? Sure. That's,
0: that's well, they showed some of the LSU game and Texas game, too. They kind of like flip back and forth between games. And I thought that was <laughs>
1: that's pretty cool. Uh, that's fun.
0: Yeah, I wish they would. uh Keep doing keep,
1: that, yeah. Keep doing that. I mean, what is going to happen before moving to line, lines of the week? I mean, what is Tennessee's path for? Are they going to keep Jeremy Pruitt? Like, how long does this go on before they just? I, it's just. I feel like their fans are
2: totally out on them now. Well, Fulmer will be on the sideline before the end of the year. I think that's like a forty percent chance to happen. Did
0: you guys see the? Hmm. Uh, I, I sent you a text with uh, Phil Fulmer. It wrote a letter to Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, I didn't click on it in though. The video.
1: How was that? What, what did he say?
0: Oh, just that it showed him like the video started with Phil Fulmer in his sitting at his desk as the AD, you know, writing a letter saying about how much Tennessee football is such a proud, you know, tradition and that he sees good. He knows what a good coach is and he, he sees like the way they practice with Jeremy Pruitt and have the best times of Tennessee footballer ahead and all this other just mushy-gushy stuff. Mm. And, you know, at at the end of the video, it's like four minutes long, you know, he signs like, you know, you know, yours truly, Phil – (laughs) you know it's like oh my god well i do i
1: do agree with him that the best times for tennessee football are ahead and that will of course be when the sport is outlawed due to cte and tennessee can no longer play football and that will be a nice day for the program um that'll be good for them good reprieve uh yeah that's going to be really fun to watch i think everyone enjoys watching michigan lose everyone enjoys watching tennessee lose um, so, I
0: enjoy watching FSU struggle. Yeah, for sure. Suck. For sure.
1: And, and, well, it, it's kind of shitty because I, I don't like their fans, but I kind of did like Taggart, so I feel kind of bad for him. But it's very funny to just see how badly things can go with these Proud programs that think so highly of themselves. And oh, the, well, the thing is too.
0: I, I don't like a lot of the SB Nation guys because they're FSU mm-hmm. like fans and grads like Bud Elliott. I of yeah, yeah, them yeah. can go fuck off. So,
1: well, and the Florida guys are just as, as annoying too. Like the uh, the what's his face? Um, not I like Nanny, but the, the other guy Spencer Hall. His Florida homer is a little. It's a little annoying the whole routine.
0: I know you're listening out there, Godfrey, and your podcast sucks now. So suck it why
1: did uh is godfrey's podcast suck because bill conley went to work for espn is that what happened
0: yes I and mean, the podcast is just who horrible. who is his co-host
1: now who co-hosts the show with dude
0: him? it's a guy that's younger than me i don't even know i can't even remember his name but it's like another he's either an fsu or florida uh fan grad or whatever and he oh just is talks- it uh wait is it a guy from twitter i assume yeah I, I i couldn't tell you his name okay, um I'll, i think I've seen. you have to look it up maybe. yeah uh but it's just the whole podcast see it's just godfrey talking about they the first episode they just they didn't break down any teams or anything they just talked about how much the pac-12 tv deals suck <laughs> and it was just like okay you know where's the insight and and is it episode, uh is it
1: richard johnson is that the guy
0: I think so. Yeah, I've
1: seen this um, Twitter account before. Well, I've never, I have listened to that show in a long time. I feel like the, no offense to Godfrey, who I, I don't hate Godfrey as much as some old Miss fans do. I think he's fine. I think he's a good writer. Um, and also, people get on Godfrey for, like, talking shit about old Miss or whatever. But first of all, as an old Miss grad, that's our birthright. We're allowed to do that. Perfectly fine. Uh, and also, people want to hate on Godfrey now, but they were kissing his feet when he was the only person that was, writing about the corrupt NCAA and Leo Lewis and all that stuff. So, I mean, I think it's a, oh. little, it's a little stupid.
0: No, I, I agree with that part. It's just some of the shit that he's been saying is just not true. Like saying how much like the SEC basketball, men's basketball still really sucks. Like, right. I like, mean, that's that just not reason. really
1: super informed with, with you know, the, the league in its current state, which is pretty good. And is going to have like seven teams in the tournament again this year, if not more.
0: Well, just saying like, I, I don't, this is not a direct like quote, but he was just like, oh yeah, well, you know, this was like, you know when this is like last year when kermit davis was hired and we were actually like in the making noise on the mm-hmm, rebuild and mm-hmm. and he was just saying like oh you know Ole miss basketball is just gonna always be some like shitty afterthought or something you know and it's like well okay. i'll
1: fight him on yeah. that one because Ole, Ole miss is now a basketball school officially but we'll we'll get oh, to that in a couple of months you know
0: th- exactly that's what uh that's what pisses me off and the other thing you know i mean say what you will like i enjoy going into square books every now and then it's a <laughs> Uh, saying that Square Books fucking sucks, uh, you know that's that seems like a weird list. hill to die on. I mean, it's just a bookstore, but okay. well, it's just him trying to be a, a, a wanna-be fake hipster, um, uh-huh. and he thinks because he's really deep because he listens to American Aquarium that he's like really intellectual, <laughs> well, this but is, uh, he's this he's fucking is not. Rod, i do not this.
2: This is a long way of saying he just doesn't love Ole Miss. Yeah, oh, this... I don't.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess that's yeah, his Wes, history. West is, Which Wes is, fine. is I mean, that's mad cool. about But this. Don't talk shit about Kermit Davis. That's all well, I, I
1: agree. Mean. I agree with that. If you if you want to get me and Wes on the same side, real quick, try to talk shit about Kermit Davis. Uh, we 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 will protect him on this show. This show is is Kermit Davis positive takes only.
0: Well, in a way, he's talking shit about Table's little sister because she works for Square Books. So. Um, and that's kind of reaching, but... You think so?
1: You think kind of reaching? Yeah, I think that might be kind of reaching. All right, all right, all right. That's this is who I'm
0: going to die on, so... That's, all right,
1: <laughs> these are the games. Those were the games from last week. I can't think of any others that were interesting. Uh, you know, maybe something will come to me, whatever. John, I know you got your lock of the week, right? What was your pick again? I picked Ohio
2: State, and they right. paid out before the game was over. Pretty, pretty easy.
1: Uh, I don't remember what line I got Tulane at, but they covered I the closing line. down
2: at minus 18 and it was 18 so how's this it's gonna push. work it's a push all right
1: all right all right so i push so-, so we're 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 three oh and one right now for locks of the week Wes, you're gonna get a lock of the week this week since you're on the show let's go ahead and move into our lines of the week sponsored by yeah. my bookie uh don't forget to head over to my bookie get in on the action get your deposit match use our promo code chair all that kind of stuff you know what to do so starting out we got some games on September the 13th that's Friday again no Thursday games again this week I guess not uh, at least not on my bookie yeah, NFL's
2: got Thursday I don't want to step
1: on each other that's right that's right I, the NFL is we can we can talk about that after these lines about week one there were some exciting yeah. games um so let's see starting out we got wake forest minus three hosting north carolina interesting game there friday 5 p.m is wake forest any good because north carolina has kind of surprised so far this season
0: i think like north carolina's gotten lucky
1: you think so i mean they yeah. beat south carolina straight up no you don't think so
0: no i feel like things are gonna eventually come down
2: Hmm. Well, so you just are you on? Un- are you uh, irrationally hating the Phil Longo game-winning touchdown drive?
0: If no, you... I'm saying like I feel like eventually they're going to play some better teams in, in the ACC and they'll lose. So. Maybe.
1: Well, the Vegas seems to agree with you. They got Wake Forest favorite this game, so we'll see. We can come back to that, Wes. If you want if you want to if you want to die on that hill with your uh, bet of the week there. Um, let's see. We got we got our our Houston game just down the street from me in uh, in NRG. Actually, reminds me. Oh, nice. Our friends. Uh, we got some friends here that are old Miss fans went to the Arkansas game last week, and and Scott was reminding me that uh, that on the podcast I picked Old Miss to lose to Memphis and beat Arkansas. So I just want to circle back on that and say before the season I was one of the only people that was saying that for some reason I have no idea why I said that, but I did. But they actually invited us to uh, to come to this game. Washington State at at NRG versus Houston. Uh, they got Leach minus nine in this one. Interesting, interesting game there. Um, I think that's kind of a lot of points.
2: It is a lot of points, but both teams are offensive teams. Uh, yeah, Hol-
1: Holgerson's the coach at Houston now, right?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen Washington State play. They've got a new quarterback. Um, minus nine. I like, but we'll see where this goes.
1: You like? You like Washington State minus nine?
2: Yeah I mean, like, Oklahoma
1: yeah. only beat Houston by eighteen. At Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, but they don't have a defense. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. To me, I think that line's a little high. Um, here's your Ohio State line, John, minus sixteen and a half at Indiana. Uh, what's his name? Tom Allen, still the Indi- Indiana coach, I'm guessing. Yep. So, what are you gonna you gonna ride with your uh your Buckeyes this week, or what do you think about that minus sixteen and a half?
2: We'll see. I don't hate it.
1: Yeah, that sounds that that sounds like a pretty good line for Ohio State. Um, I no just disrespect. I don't
0: know with that with uh with Tom Indiana. I, I just don't see with Indiana Allen doing like. I mean, I, I guess they'll keep him around as long. as Wasn't, like, I don't wasn't know, like, Indiana actually going
1: to Didn't they challenge Ohio State last year? Wasn't that the game that they kept it close or something? You remember that Allen? Allen had a know. big upset on his hands, but he he couldn't pull it off. It was either Ohio State or Michigan. I want to say, but I don't. I don't remember.
2: I don't remember.
0: I, I mean, if the thing is though, it seems like Indiana was under Allen because they run a four two five. I don't mm. know. I just feel like they'll they'll always get sort of close and get cute and, and just bungle mm. it. Yeah, well, maybe a a game to watch. Maybe maybe he'll prove me wrong.
1: I think that's an 11 a.m. game to watch uh, as an Ole Miss fan. I think it's in on Tom Allen, see how he's doing. Um, Another 11 a.m. game, Kansas State traveling to Starkville. Um, This line is at Mississippi State, minus 7.5. I think it's super interesting for a few different reasons. I don't know if you all followed. Tommy Stevens got hurt That's their transfer QB at State in that game against Southern Miss um don't know I'm i assume he'll injury. be back it's some sort of a shoulder injury which yeah, i think he'll be back in this game but that could linger a little bit i really don't know any details about it something that i'm, I'm interested in, in this game is that state has looked kind of meh on off on uh, on defense i should say and kansas state is going to run the ball a lot and then also mississippi state has a grad transfer wide receiver from kansas state and i wonder if that's going to uh you know put a chip on a shoulder one way or the other maybe maybe both i I think it'll be a chippy game 11 a.m i think the the lines come down some state has all these suspensions for eight games don't know if this will be one of the games that they choose to suspend a lot of people or not no idea i kind of like kansas state plus seven and a half though it's the first real team that state's played
0: yeah so last year i think
1: state beat one in Kansas in Manhattan. And they covered they covered last year too. But that was yeah. a that was a much better Mississippi State defense.
0: Sure. So this time the roles are reversed, so give me K State to cover in Starbull Saturday. I think so. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that'd be a I don't know, I feel good about that one, just because the roles have kind of reversed. And they, they literally, the ag school swapped one player, you know, <laughs> went from one ag school to another, that receiver. True, so, and, yeah. Uh, and
1: if, if Stevens is, is injured, I, I think it becomes a real toss-up, because I don't know if they'll have him back this week, but last week at least, the the backup quarterback, Thompson, who had entered the, grad, like the transfer portal, I should say, uh, wasn't available to play. So they had the true freshman playing uh when when stevens was out and there was a really funny sequence actually when he lost his helmet and they had to put the uh like the walk-on in for a play at quarterback and he like was still wearing his like orange play calling vest and didn't know that he had to go in and they were like trying to tell him like no you gotta find your helmet dude you gotta play it was uh it was really funny okay but That's yeah, awesome. no idea. Wait, so
0: they had so there's I guess because like Starville controls their narrative. So I guess there's no how badly Stevens will be out or how. Long I will
1: don't. Be out maybe so. it's nothing. He went out in the first quarter and didn't return in the game. You know, maybe that was just because it was Southern Miss and they're bad. They'd have to worry about it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a question.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah for sure be something going forward
1: and i know at one point this line was was off the board and then it opened like state minus 12 comes down to minus seven and a half i was looking on the The, spread.com the majority of bets are on kansas state so i don't know i just i just wonder if this could be an interesting game we'll see hopefully it'll be fun um let's keep moving through these lines skipping a bunch of boring games here Georgia hosting Arkansas State. Georgia minus thirty-three and a half. I think that they cover that. Eleven a.m. kickoff. I think that's a good. Uh, that one's. I don't know. I feel good about that cover.
0: Yeah, let me tell you. That's they'll they'll, they'll cover. I feel
2: like John.
1: We got to pick every SEC game. What, what are you taking?
2: Uh, Georgia minus. I'll take Georgia in the points. Okay, wait. You didn't.
1: What was your Kansas State versus Mississippi State? State minus seven I'll, and a half.
2: I'll, I'll lay Georgia. Late Georgia. Uh, uh, I will take Kansas State and I points. think I
1: think you should take state At- minus seven and a half. I think we're being too home I think state probably does cover, honestly. But okay.
2: I'm, I'm I- taking Kansas State plus seven and a half. Alright,
1: I like it. Alright. Well I'm gonna switch mine and say state minus seven and a half. Um let's keep going. Mm, Alabama at South Carolina, Saturday at 2.30. Is this the first CBS game, or is CBS finally back this week?
2: Yeah, this is the first CBS game. All right, I like that, and
1: I like Alabama minus 26 for sure.
0: Yeah, easy. That's an easy one.
1: Yeah, I mean, that seems seems low, doesn't it? That seems low. Are they going off of the fact that was Muschamp under Sabin at one point?
2: It it feels low. It really does. Maybe it I'll wasn't. Play. Maybe Alabama.
1: Alabama. I think Alabama minus twenty six is is safe money there. Yes,
2: very
0: safe money.
1: Here's one that I thought was uh, interesting. It looks like it's moved some now. This is not an SEC line, but I was thinking that this could be a good uh, a good lock of the week. I think it was bigger before, but Army versus UTSA. UTSA's got your boy as the coach, right? Wes, don't you like that coach? oh uh
0: frank wilson
1: um, frank wilson yeah I, well
0: i used to until i re- realized it was uh pete golding that was keeping him afloat ah. and then once pete golding left uh utsa now is just a uh a, a studying, uh just a a beacon of mediocrity
1: i get that but here's my here's my deal army minus 17 triple option team it's going to be a, a short game and they're coming off of that that game at Michigan, I just I think that's a letdown spot for Army. I like UTSA plus seventeen at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, I that think that's good. a lot of points for Army to cover. I think betters are overreacting to the way Army played against Michigan.
0: I mean, they almost beat uh, they almost beat Oklahoma last year, so I, I think Army wins
1: by fourteen, but I think seventeen's a stretch. Um. Yeah. We don't yeah, have to pick that one. Right. It's not an SEC game. I'm just saying that line caught my eye earlier this week. Ooh, here's a an old Miss uh, Memphis at South Alabama. Memphis minus nineteen. South Alabama covered for us once already this year, right against Nebraska. Yep. I think nineteen.
0: Game
1: for Memphis. I don't know. You you think Memphis can't cover nineteen? Mm-hmm. I think Memphis is pretty mediocre. I think Ole Miss just yeah. played like shit that day. that huh, yeah, yeah. that that line is interesting. Um mm, Colorado State at Arkansas. Arkansas minus nine and a half. Oh, I'm inclined to take the nine and a half, the plus nine Didn't and a ha- half. There. No,
0: no, I think I'm thinking of North Texas last year beat Arkansas.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, Arkansas really needs this win, and Colorado State isn't good, but nine and a half is a lot of points for uh for that Arkansas team to cover. Uh, I'm well, going. I
0: am sure uh, I think they might because they're gonna have uh, Starkle played well at the end. What
2: do you got, Don? What, what even are you though
0: once it's garbage time.
2: I'm with Wes, and I hate this, but I think Arkansas plays Starkle. I think Morris really needs this win.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think they cover.
1: That's fair. I'm going to take Colorado State plus 9.5 just because uh, why not? Not a good team. We'll see what happens. Um, moving right along... We got Florida at Kentucky, Dan Mullen and the Gators minus seven and a half. I think I want Florida to, I think they're gonna cover that.
2: What did Florida do this past week? Uh, they they
0: beat, uh, who'd they beat? They Justin? played I some nobody,
1: know. right? Because they, they were off week one after playing Miami. Yeah, they so played they beat, Tennessee uh, Martin. UT Martin 45 0. Yeah, and Tennessee Martin is Michigan played week one and beat as well, right? I think so.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm going to take Dan Mellon to cover that one.
2: Yep. yep.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, Auburn hosting Kent State. Auburn minus 35 and a half. Eh, I got burned kind of picking on Auburn to cover this past week. 35 and a half is a lot, but Kent State's not good. I think I'll take minus 35 and a half, I guess. It's a big number.
0: I'll take the points. Yep, take the points. Take
1: em. Kent State plus 35 and a half. Fair enough. Um, let's see. Clemson at Syracuse. Clemson minus 27 and a half. I like Clemson to cover that. Dino did not look good this past week. Oh,
2: uh,
0: got his ass, absolutely. Syracuse, yeah. Syracuse has always played Clemson so close.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, and it's at the Dome or whatever, and that was where Clemson lost two years ago. I think this is a revenge game for that game, though. Uh, and and yeah, also, what, Syracuse, right. what, Maryland scored like 70 points on them or something?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're probably right, I'm sure. That, that's you know, that's
1: that insane. Oh, here's an interesting one. UVA minus seven and a half hosting the Seminoles of Florida State. Ooh, ooh, give me UVA, baby. You like them to cover that? UVA has
0: like, a good quarterback, I think. I think he's my fantasy quarterback. Um, I don't hmm. know. I, I love what Bronco is doing up at, at University of Virginia. Okay. Uh, so yeah sure i mean florida state's awful i bet you i bet early on that uva will be able to establish a run game to help them out too yeah all
1: right sure i believe you there fsu is uh, in a bad way right now um let's see some games that didn't make my bookie chattanooga tennessee Sela versus oh. old miss have not talked about that at all um, except that all I think almost wins. Lamar at A and M, Northwestern State at LSU, SEMO at Missouri. It's a pretty boring week around the SEC. Really the only games at all of note Kansas State at Mississippi State, Alabama, at South Carolina, the rest of the slate. I mean I guess Colorado State at, at Arkansas, Florida at Kentucky, but the rest of the slate is just god awful. Um let's oh well, I guess we gotta pick a lock of the week, huh? Does anybody have one off the top of the head? I gotta look for Ron real quickly here.
0: Uh, I got a couple of candidates.
2: Give me a minute here. All right.
0: I want to say, I'm, I want mine to be UVA and Florida State.
1: All right, so Wes is taking UVA minus seven and a half, hosting Florida State. All right, we got you locked in there, Wes. I'm going to say... Hmm. Because I love Bronco. He is a great coach. He's one of my favorites. Sure, sure. That's fine. That's That's perfectly acceptable. I'm going to say, hmm... Again, not a lot of great lines this week. Hmm...
2: I like Virginia, I like Virginia a lot too. West, I think it's a good pick. We're doubling up on the double. Up. You got to pick your own lock of the week, Johnny. But yeah, beat I, he beat I, you too. I'm complimenting. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Uh, I will take the Oklahoma Sooners minus twenty three at UCLA. Okay. Nice. I like that. I like that pick.
0: Yeah, that's a good UCLA one. is a
2: train wreck. Oh, I forgot
0: they lost to San Diego State this past week.
2: And they looked like shit. (laughs) uh, Man, what
0: what has happened with Chip Kelly? He's just kind of lost it or what?
2: doesn't seem like it's happening. Yeah, it's not. How's it gotten off the
0: ground? It's
2: up all the way. It's 23 and a half in certain spots. I got 23 hmm. on most of the Vegas insiders. To be
0: fair, even when Chip Kelly was at Oregon, he was not on my favorite coach list, so he is fake news.
1: I, I think yeah, uh, fair enough. I think I'm gonna take Duke minus six and a half. Is that at Middle Tennessee State? Is Duke going to Middle Tennessee? What the fuck? Um yeah, but I think that's I mean minus six and a half, that's that's rough, right? I mean surely Cutcliffe can cover that. Oh
0: yeah, no, he he probably will.
1: Yeah, so Duke minus six and a half, six PM at Middle Tennessee State. Um all right, that's the line for the week. Let's let's talk about NFL week one. Some fun so,
2: Wes, you got Virginia minus seven and yeah. a half. Who you have, Justin Sorry, Duke minus
1: six and a
0: half. Before who, we go, I got something to say. Who, who does Duke I have?
1: have? Middle ten- they're at Middle Tennessee for some reason. All right, Wes, what do you have to say?
0: Okay, so I looked up uh, – so Frank Wilson has been at UTSA since 2016. So the first year, he went six and seven, and that's when he had Pete Golding. Uh, second year, 2017, he went six and five, and I think Golding left – at the end of that, and they tailed off because he went to out. He got the Alabama job. Then last year, without Pete Golding at all, they went three and nine. So um, in 2019, they're currently one and one. But overall, Frank Wilson is 16 and 22.
1: Hmm. I think you found a correlation is what you're saying. You've you've cracked the code. I've I've
0: cracked the Da Vinci Code, dude. All right. So I feel like I feel like Frank well, Wilson. We'll get fired, and we'll be on an SEC staff as a running backs coach and bag man in a few years.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Just briefly, quickly, I want to talk about NFL Week 1. Yeah. Anybody, I was surprised that Indianapolis looked decent with Brissett as the quarterback. Um, I was not surprised that the Cardinals looked bad. Kyler Murray probably should have gone to the MLB. But, you know, I mean, they were in the game late somehow, but they were playing the Lions last night texans at saints absolute heartbreaker for my fantasy team and also for the texans um that was a a crazy ending there saquon looks good mahomes looks good tyree kill is injured which sucks for my fantasy team let's see what else happened the patriots dismantled the Steelers. john how are people up there handling the uh the antonio brown news
2: I mean, everybody's just like it's just another
1: day in the life of a Patriot fan. Yeah, it's just hashtag winning, right? I saw today they uh they were they traded Demarius Thomas. They don't need him anymore. He's cut. Yeah, six
0: so... round. So, hmm. oh, go ahead, John. Go ahead.
1: No, go is ahead. That, yeah. They just they they ditched him. But I mean, big day for DK Metcalf and AJ Brown.
0: Yeah, they both had good days. I, I, I'm slow. I'm I'm quickly. You know, I I yeah. You know, Deshaun Watson's a quarterback on my one of my fantasy teams, but. I, I, so one of my good family friends, he uh, coaches at in Gainesville, and he he coached Deshaun Watson when Deshaun Watson was in high school. So that's another reason why I love Deshaun, because they yeah, love Deshaun. I, I, yeah, I, I love um, him too. And he's, he's great. He is a great dude, and apparently he's a wonderful human being as well, um, along with being a, um awesome quarterback. Well, so another wonderful really,
1: human being, Laramie Tunsell, protecting yes. his blind side now. I mean <sighs> – uh, That
0: last blitz last night that yeah. – that, that killed me, but I mean the thing is, it was he poor gave up, he just, Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where he didn't know who to block because they were they, they didn't all have bullets on him. They, yeah, he, just, he had a couple. He had a couple of whiffs later
1: in that game, but still, I mean, I'm sure he'll do well uh, on the Texans in general. He's been there for like five days, so uh, you know, it's, it's respect to Landry for sure. Um, another huge storyline from Week One. I thought Prescott looked really, really good. Um, oh yeah, I, I wonder if he's really
0: really sucked too. But yeah, true. I'll be though. interested to
1: see how he plays later in the season. But I wonder if Prescott's taken a step uh, there in Dallas. I, I don't think they'll necessarily like get out of their own way enough to win in the playoffs. But Amari Cooper is very good.
0: What's killing me is that I almost I was I was I had queued up the Tennessee defense to take to be like as a sleeper defensive pick. And then somebody mm. drafted before me. They got twenty-two points on defense for the performance they had against
1: the yeah, Browns. Yeah, well, i i have uh, i have Lamar Ooh. i have Lamar Jackson, and I also have uh, Mark Ingram on my team. So they did they did pretty well.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I have Marking. Uh, I have Ingram. Ingram but so, I still yeah. lost. Good, is I don't game. want
1: to talk about it. Whatever. But I'm excited. The, the Ravens are going to be fun this year. Didn't watch oh, yeah. that that late night game, but uh, it's pretty funny that the Broncos got Flacco and they still can't even beat like Oakland without Antonio Brown. That's pretty rough. But that, yeah. I was. I had to go to bed. It was, it was I too will late say,
2: early. as a, I went from disinterested in the Cowboys to in, intrigued because defense looked good. And Dak, made, even though the Giants have a horrendous defense, Dak looked, he made some throws I didn't think he could make. So, yeah, I was super yeah, impressed. Plus they, they go to Washington this week. They were sneaky competitors. Yeah, Washington competitive.
1: was
2: very interesting this past week. Yeah. Uh, Dallas is better, and then they host the Dolphins. I mean,
0: wait, was Jerry Jones back at the game?
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he
0: made he he made it back from Oxford. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. After he looked pretty comfy
1: in that box in Oxford, looked nice. Yeah. It must be nice to I, be to be an NFL owner. He's always sitting in a box anywhere you go. I,
0: you know, I kind of worry about Jerry and his private jet. You know, sometimes.
1: Yeah, he thinks so. I, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he has two very highly trained pilots. It should be fine.
0: And uh, he probably has some strippers too.
1: Okay. All right. Well, as, as long a, as he has no cameras, he's a man of God. I
0: mean, yeah. Yeah. He'll be all right. All
1: right. Well, I don't. I guess we'll we'll leave it there. That's a great note to end it on. But uh, yeah, that we'll be way back next week. Not a ton of great games to talk about, but I guess we'll we'll see more out of Matt Crow and the Richrod offense and uh, getting ready for Cal a week after that and another week yeah, at the Cal's, NFL. So
2: Cal's going to be at noon.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Eleven for us, uh, normal Central Time Zone folks. Yeah yeah we're east
2: coast we're the real time zone Uh so
1: okay well that's what you guys think for sure but yeah so we'll be back next week we'll talk more Wes. thank you for joining us it's always good to uh to chat with you my friend it's good to get some perspective from boots on the ground there in oxford keep us uh keep us apprised of the goings on in mississippi keep your ear to the ground over there in the uh the state offices see if you can turn up any chancellor leads for us
0: I'll try my best, you know, and I'll I'll keep my I'll keep my ear to the ground in the JUCO ranks too, because you never know if Glenn Boyce might uh, you know come up out of the weeds, and that's why you always need a JUCO correspondent for your
1: podcast. That's true. I mean Mississippi JUCO system is not to be underestimated, that's absolutely correct. Uh, but yeah, we'll leave it there for now. Thanks all you guys for listening. Thank you, Wes, thank you, John, for coming on. I'm Justin. Tune in again next week. We'll be back to talk with you.
0: in the sugar, baby.